Join spiritual feminist and empowerment coach Joni Advent Maher for Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. Listen in for intimate conversations about money, transformation, and feminine sovereignty. And now, your host, Joni Advent Maher. Welcome to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. I'm your host, Joni Advent Maher, empowered living coach and spiritual feminist. And today I have the pleasure of sharing time with Ruth Bleakley Deason. Welcome, Ruth. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored to be here. Mm. I'm so glad you're here, Ruth. Let me tell our listeners a little bit more about you. So Ruth is an artist. She's a coach, and she's a six-time author who has been called the protectoress of authenticity. She helps women live from the truth of who they are. And she herself grew up in a male-dominated world, and it was her thirst for female authenticity that led her to peel back all that wasn't her own truth. Wow. <laughs> that's, um, that's quite a statement, Ruth. But <laughs> <laughs> just what happened? <laughs> yes, yes. But that, that vision of peeling back all that wasn't your own truth really um, speaks to me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It has a lot to do with my own work as a as a coach and uh, things which I've learned in you know within my own life and that's practically what my book Woman Rise and Shine is is all about like diving into this authenticity of being myself and helping other women to do it as well. Yes. It's, it's Go ahead. Very dear to my heart. Yeah. Mm. So, Woman Rise and Shine is your most recent book. And it, it's a very powerful book. I've just started into it, but you have so much wisdom packed in there. Can you tell us more about the book and about how you came to write the book? Yeah, uh, it's actually a, a path for women who want to be themselves. Um, and I felt, a, first of all, I felt a nudge to write this book um, because I love being inspired by powerful woman and uh, hmm. uh, I looked at a lot of women who I could ask to help me to co-write this book and um, a few months into this I, I realized that they had uh, they embodied qualities which I wasn't recognizing in myself hmm. so I dived into a deep process to uncover all these qualities within myself and uh, there were a lot of things in this process that I had to honor. A lot of feelings which came came up, you know, I, I grew up in a, as you said, in a male-dominated society. I have three brothers mm. and <laughs> this the street we grew up in, there were no, there were no girls to play with. So I had to play with boys and there was, there were, there were lots and lots of boys in the street. So um, my mother, she died early and uh, hmm. I got married and I had three boys myself. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So there's a lot of male energy around me. And when I started my my dive into my my own personal investigation uh, to to discover my own feminine wisdom and my my being as a woman, hmm. there were lots of old patterns and beliefs and issues, uh, which I'm, you know, I realized I wasn't in alignment with anymore. It was beliefs around not being seen or heard as a girl, being one of the boys, you know, at home we were always just called the boys. It wasn't the two boys and one girl, it was the boys. Mm-hmm. So um, I had to get rid of that first. And a lot more about uh, how women are supposed to be even how men are supposed to be and also about the role of being a woman in our society today Mm. of not being seen or heard and the role within the family as a wife and a mother and obviously I grew up um, not being in a woman's circle and uh, I came to a point in my life where I realized what I'd been missing and I had to make up for it so, um, it's been a very long journey <laughs> and, and writing this book has really, really helped me. You know, it's been hard work uncovering a lot of tenderness in myself mm. after being, being really hard on myself and mm. trying to please people, which a lot of women do. Mm-hmm. And also wanting my work to be perfect. I actually wanted this book to be perfect. That's mm. why I thought. A lot of other women would be able to do it a lot better than I could. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Until I, I started writing and <clears throat> realized, yeah, yeah, it's something I can do. You know, sometimes we have to say yes to things. We think we're not ready, but we actually are ready. We, we need a little nudge from the universe. So one of the things that I noticed in your book was was related to that, and it was that idea of feeling called to do things but not feeling quite ready. And you came up with a really beautiful exercise. Can you share that with our listeners? Oh, I'd love to share that with you, yes. So the first thing you can do is to start by asking yourself about all of the things you think you're not ready to do yet. But of course, you would like to do one day. And then take a pen and write them all down. And just keep the pen moving without even, you know, thinking about what you're writing. And then ask yourself this question to each and every single thing you've written down. Is this in alignment with my dreams and my aspirations? And then when you've done this, forget about the things where the answer is no. Go for the things where the answer is yes and do them. Mm. And it'll start you moving towards the things, you know, you would really like to do, the things that you're supposed to do, the things where the universe is nudging you a little bit to go ahead and do them. Because we, we, we try to keep ourselves small. That's something uh, which holds us all back, which blocks us. And sometimes we we find it hard to find the greatness in ourselves. Mm. I think it was um, Marianne Williamson who said, um, 
it's difficult. No, if we if we if we find the greatness in ourselves and live it, then we give others the inspiration to do exactly the same thing. It's, it's something it's something that goes like that. It's not uh, a quote, but it's what she yes. she has given to us. You know. Yes. Yes. She talks. Mm-hmm. Yes, and she also talks about that. What we're most afraid of is not our faults or our darkness. It's our light. It's our light and it's our greatness, yes. Yes, and that being willing to embody that and stand in that in the way that it does encourage and invite others to do the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems to me that that, that is that's kind of intrinsic in the title of your book and the mission of your book. Yes. Yes. It's um, part of my work. It's, it's, well, it's obviously the process that I've been through myself. So uh, I like to take other women through this process as well. And when we do dive into being ourselves, you know, it's, um, we discover who we really are and, through these soul-searching practices and the commitment also to transformation, mm-hmm. we become clear about the kind of life we want to create. Mm. And when this happens, an energy swells up inside of us that makes us become really alive and we feel really good with ourselves. And we each we each have our own special individual abilities and talents. It's not that everyone is going to write a book or or to, to create art, but we all have our own uniqueness and when we put all this uniqueness together when we we become our authentic selves we collectively have absolute superpowers where mm-hmm. we can we can and we will change the world and and if we follow this energy this energy of emerging it becomes more and more like we are exalted beings mm-hmm. And we gain confidence in our own intuition. Not only that, we we can speak out. We have an ability to communicate, and our, um, we bring out the best in ourselves. And it's you know our lives become effortless. And uh, we, I've even found in my own business that it's not um, I'm not pushing myself anymore to attract clients. They mm. they are attracted by my, my by my work, and it's it's, it's an, effort, an effortless part which comes up. Mm, that that is beautiful and such a such an important truth to express that when we do come home to ourselves when we really do express who we are there is this natural flow this give and take with life so good. yes yeah Yes. So glad you brought that up. Yes. It's not just that when we have an idea, you know, of of who we are and what we want of life, what how things should be. I myself have made a practice of opening myself for for new things, for something even better than that, because we all have a vision or an idea of how things can be. And um there are much more possibilities we never think of. And when we have faith and trust that there will be enough money for us and even more then new things new doors can open automatically mm. that's what i've that's what i've found anyway yes that's been your experience yeah yeah 
I love that. Well, yes, you're bringing in the whole issue of kind of the feminine and money and and how that has worked in your life. And mm -hmm. I, I do think that the feminine paradigm and the feminine has wisdom and a truth that has not been in the dominant culture as it relates to money and supporting ourselves and and you are just naturally sharing what that is so mm -hmm. i i love that yeah and for me it has a lot to do with self-worth you mm -hmm. know how much worth am i uh and as an, i know as a mother we we tend to put ourselves second to our children when the children need things then we we say well i don't need that just yet and i have learned to honor myself by buying myself nice things now mm. i couldn't do that for a long time mm -hmm. i haven't got enough self-worth to be able to lavish myself with beautiful things mm. and uh, it's it's really you know how much worth am i and, and a lot of a lot of women have this issue yes absolutely I see that in the women that I work with as well. And to yes, just to think about the healing practice of honoring yourself and buying things for yourself. Like isn't yes. it's it's an interesting idea because there are there are times I think when people can get out of balance in the other way where they they're buying things for themselves to feel better about themselves, but this is mm -hmm. like a wholly different thing that you're describing it's yeah it's like a way of yeah. be, being in alignment it's an alignment yeah yes yes so is there is there anything else you would like to say just about your journey with the feminine um yeah well, i'm a very creative person mm -hmm. and i i uh I like to trust this flow, this feminine flow on a, well, it's, for me, it's part of being feminine mm. is to be, to be creative and trust the intuition, which comes through me. I, I used to work as an, a very intuitive being before I, uh, became a coach. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of doctors used to send people to me, uh, when they didn't know how to treat them anymore. Um, and, now I write and I'm create, I create art, I make jewelry, I have my own collection of clothes. Wow. And, um, yeah. That you design so, or that, that yes. you, wow. Yeah, I, I design my, <laughs> I design clothes also. As I say, I'm a very creative person. And it wasn't always like this, you know. Um, I can tell you what it was like when I wasn't trusting my feminine flow. I was uh, I was in a very good job actually. I was working for a, an international organization, mm. and I had a I had a great great wage. I earned quite a lot of money. I thought I was happy, mm. and then on one August afternoon, I had a a riding accident and I broke my spine. Wow! Uh, yeah, it threw me completely out of my life, and um, it was, took me a couple of years to realize that the universe was telling me you have to go a different direction. And uh, I wasn't creative at that time. Wow. I, 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 I learned to be a designer. I studied that, uh -huh. but I went a completely different direction after my three sons were born. Hmm. So the universe thought, no, uh, 
not that way and I couldn't pick up the pieces so I had to look inside of myself and see what I really wanted and also what the universe intended for me and it was then that my creativity come up with such a power that I I couldn't stop it and I had I started to paint again I started to to create things again and um, I'm actually really really glad that happened mm. and <laughs> um because of that I can I can understand what other people go through Mm. And I realize also that my body is my teacher mm. because uh, my back, my back actually was holding a lot of anger, mm. and I, I also hold a lot of stubbornness. Must be the Irish part of me. <laughs> 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 I hold an awful lot of stubbornness in my neck, and of course, it was my back that got the brunt of this accident, mm. and I had to be held together in a corset for seven weeks. Wow. I, I couldn't even get up. I couldn't do anything myself. <clears throat> but it's all healed. I'm sure there's a lot more people have more backache than I have. But uh, that was when I realized if I don't go with the flow, then something will happen to show me which way to go. So there's really no right way mm. or wrong way to go. You, you're always guided. That's mm. what I've come to believe. We are always guided to do what we are supposed to do. There's no need to to really look too hard to find it because if we listen to our heart, not our head, our heart, and go with our intuition, then, then things can happen for us. And that's the, the lesson I had to learn the hard way. Mm. Well, it seems to me that because you're no stranger to uh, whether it's pain or hardship, that you do have that capacity to meet your clients there and to help midwife or shepherd them kind of through that dark passage, like you had your own dark passage. And I, I know you use a unique method called the journey uh, in your work with people. So... Yes, I do. Perhaps you can tell us a little bit about that and, and also that just that moving through those dark passages and, and what you've come to know about that. Yes, uh, the journey is a, is a self-help process. Um, it's a very easy process and it goes right into our cell memories because it's been um, discovered that our body holds everything that we have experienced from in the time of the womb and even times before that if mm -hmm. you believe in it mm -hmm. uh, uh, we're like computers you know everything is in our cell memories and there's a lot of things amongst that which are traumatizing and we haven't dealt with emotionally and these uh this trauma can create behavioral patterns. It can create illness even in our body 10 years later. And it was when I was working as a medium, um, I discovered that, uh, you know, people would come and they would be really ill. And I would ask, well, what has this person sown that he is so ill now? And I would get answers like, oh, something has happened when they, this person was six years old. Mm. And I would, I would ask what? And I never got the answer, which was very, very confusing for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and I know now it's because they have to feel this episode of their life emotionally. They have to go into the emotion to be able to get rid of the emotion, to be able to empty out and clear their cell memories. And this is when I, I discovered the journey and uh, I started working with it. I, I became a journey practitioner and with very, very good results. For example, my first client with the journey process was a young woman. She was 18 years old and she had leukemia. Mm. And she's, she's alive now. She's uh, alive and kicking. She's, you know, mm -hmm. completely healed. I, I'm not saying it was because of my work with her, but um, mm -hmm. we really don't know what heals in the end. Yes. But um, I'm sure uh, when we dive into our cell memories and discover the reason why we are ill, the reason why we are addicted, the reason why we um, have a behavioral pattern and clear it out, then our cells are able to uh, renew themselves, which they do, which they're, they're doing all the time anyway, mm. uh, without this information, which is creating this illness, this pattern, this whatever it is. And um, it's, it's a very, very powerful method to work with. And we have practitioners all over the world. And uh, in my own work as a journey practitioner, when people come, we, can, we have a lot of different things which we can look at. We can look at our feelings, our emotions. Um, we can go through the emotions to discover why, for example, there's fear of something. Mm -hmm. We can look at our own stories of victimhood, what we're telling ourselves um, to prevent us from showing up as we really are. We can look into body issues, go into the cell memory and take a journey right into the cells to see what the, our body is trying to tell us because it's the body wisdom which does this journey anyway. It knows exactly what needs to be done to heal. We can take a look at beliefs, which are very powerful and keep us stuck. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of other things. And it's uh, it's like peeling, peeling back an onion, you know, peeling back the layers to get to the core of the inner being. Mm. And uh, when that happens, there's a, there's a lot of a lot of wonderful things can happen in our life. Yes, and that it's, it seems to me that that when you talk about the why necessarily, it's not the why that the mind answers, it's really the why that the body and its wisdom is expressing. Exactly. Our yeah. body knows exactly what needs to be done. Our body, when we are, when our body is ill, it's trying to tell us something mm. and it needs to be heard. You know, yes. we don't listen to our body. Often that is true. And, and that is a key component of the feminine is really that coming back to the body. And I, I know you yes. express that beautifully in your book. Yes, not only coming back to our body, but coming back to our connection with nature. Mm. Nature is so important for the, for the feminine to feel the wet grass under our feet and feel the wind in our hair and you know, to be connected with it. You know, we are, we all have our own cycles and we're very connected to nature. I, I believe much more than men are. 
Yes, because we ha we're rhythmic. We have that rhythmic, cyclic nature intrinsic yeah. to who we are. Yes. Yes, we do. Yes. I agree with you there. Mm. So I know that you have shared some about this opening to your sacred feminine flow, uh, but I'm wondering if you have like a specific story in mind of a time that you've done that, that you would like to share with us. Um, well, I did share what it was like when I wasn't going with my feminine flow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when I did go with my feminine flow, then it was really what urged me to, to write this book. It wasn't Woman Rise and Shine was not my, my latest book. It was my first book. Well, it was the second book, actually. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Pardon yeah, me. yeah. No, don't worry about that. Um, yeah, I think that was one of the things when I was going with my feminine flow, it pushed me to to become big enough. <laughs> I would say big enough, you know, to to be able to read, to write this book myself. And I'm I'm really so glad I did because it would have just been an anthology of lots of other things other women wrote, and it wouldn't have been from me. And I'm I'm so so glad that happened, mm. and that I was able to to dive into myself and uncover so many things. And uh, yeah, it was quite a bit of therapy for myself too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that you, I, you said that very aptly, that getting big enough, because I, I do think our dreams and our heart, those heart yearnings are the things that call us forward to grow into like a bigger version of ourselves. Yes, yes, yes. And when we do, we realize how important it is and how much fun it makes when we are being ourselves. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I can't believe we're, we're almost to the end of our time. So I do want to ask you, from this place of wisdom, and where you stand today, if if you could go back and speak to your younger self, what would you say to her? Oh, I think I would say quite a lot to her. Mm. I would tell her to relax more, for one thing, mm. and let things just happen a little more organically. Don't try to push too much. Just trust the flow and that there will always be enough and even more, more money, more, more joy, more people there for you. And I would also tell her to connect more with her heart, not so much with her head. Mm. I would tell her that she's perfect as she is, that she doesn't need to be nice or please anyone at all. And uh, I would tell her to speak up more often. Mm. I would definitely tell her to show her boundaries. I would dare her to be wilder. <laughs> I would tell her to spend more time with women not so much time with men because the woman's circle is so 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 intriguing and it brings out the truth in all of us and miracles can happen within these circles mm. and I would also tell her to listen to her body and to her inner wisdom 
sådär ställe. Just breathing that in. So I, I, I know that you were born and raised in Ireland. And it just strikes me as I've been listening to you today, um, the, the power of the old Celtic traditions and uh, just you and your life and your being, it seems like in a way being, being a vehicle for some of that wisdom. And I, I don't know if that resonates for you or not, or if you- Oh, it does. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes. yes, it's part of my roots and I can't, um, it always will be, even though I don't live in Ireland anymore, I live in Germany. Yes. But um, it's part of me and it, it comes out to my creativity. I do a lot of Celtic work. My, my whole collection of clothes has Celtic designs on them. Mm. <laughs> and um, Celtic for me is, is um, connection connection mm. the things we can't see and things we can't see it's connection with the magical things you know ireland i don't know if you've ever been there but it feels magical it's just a magical place mm. and uh, yeah it's, it's connection with the unseen as well the intuition mm-hmm. it's all part of me mm. you've recognized that <laughs> yes well i'm a big fan of um John O'Donohue, who mm, yes. yes, who is who is deceased now, but he was a a poet and philosopher, and and he was from Ireland, and I've I've heard him speak many times about um, the land and the sensibility, and, yeah. and yes, it do, it does come through you and your story, and and I think about you being this singular feminine presence amid all this masculine energy um and how that you know that that like that that feminine found its expression through you yeah yes exactly Mm -hmm. it's it's part of my journey that i had to find all this male energy first to be able to recognize what the female energy is i think if i had grown up with a lot of female energy that it would have been completely different mm-hmm. but it's uh, you know something i had to learn yeah yes through the contrast yeah through the contrast yes so i have one other burning question because <laughs> you you said to your you would you said that you would share with your younger self for her to be more wild and when, when, when I think about growing up with a bunch of little boys, um, I, I, I have that vision of things getting wild. So I, I guess my question is, what, what would that look like for your younger self to have been more wild? Well, I have to tell you, first of all, that they stuck me in the, in the goal when they played football and fired the ball at me. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that was probably what I was good for for them. <laughs> and, I, and I think if I had it been wilder, I would have told them where to go. <laughs> I see. Because, <laughs> I think being wild, more wild. You know, it's, I, I, do you know this book, um, Run with the Wolf? Yes. The wolf? Yes. yes. Clarissa Pinkola Estes. Yes, yes, that book. 
was life changing for me and um, brought me back to this wild part of myself where um, I was able to, well, I'd be able to speak up and where I could express myself in a different way instead of just trying to be nice. You know, when I try, I, I've always tried to be nice as a, as a young woman and a girl and mm. it's really put so much, uh, put a lid on top of so much because I wasn't able to express what I wanted to express mm. because I always thought I had to be nice and mm. because, because I thought I couldn't speak up what people say if I said that and you know and, and I think you know if I was a little wilder then that I would have been able to speak up more hmm. <laughs> yes yeah, so it goes back to that authenticity yes yes hmm. it does beautiful I'm not not only in, in, in expressing myself you know even expressing things with my body and um, being sexually more open as well mm-hmm. yeah that's for me being a little wilder I think you're probably not alone there, Ruth, that that, that, that's a growing edge for most of us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it still seems to be in our genes, you know. (laughs) Yes, literally and figuratively. Yeah, so we should work on it. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so we must start to bring this to a close, but I, I want to both point listeners to your website, uh, which is listed in the show notes, but it's Ruth Bleakley Thiessen dot, is it D-E? D-E, yes. Yes. And is is that the European version of dot com? For Germany. Yes, yes. for Germany. D-E uh-huh. is for Germany, yeah. But I it's see. in English, so you won't have any problems on it. Wonderful. And your various books, I know they can be found on Amazon, and you, you also are generously sharing a sample of Woman Rise and Shine. If, yes. Do you want to say more about that? Yes, if you go to my website, I'm sure the link will be there for you. You can um, get a, a sample of Woman Rise and Shine, and if you like it, then you can go to Amazon and a few other places and buy the book. It's all on my website where you can buy the book and it's in as, as an ebook, it's um, as a paperback, and you can also get a workbook if you would like to work through the book yourself. Hmm. Hmm. And you, you have a book as well about um, a guide for when children fly the coop. What is it? Flown the coop? Yeah, flown the coop. <laughs> a guide for parents when children leave the home um, because my three boys, they left home within six months <laughs> wow was, yeah so it was you know it was a very hard time for me I, I put every, questioned everything you know who do who do I want to be where do I want to be uh what do I want to do and it took me years to get through it and I've created a coaching practice to help parents go through this themselves Wonderful. and I interviewed I interviewed a lot of parents also in the book so there's a lot of practical advice on how to get through the stage of your life and I can recommend it. Hmm. You are a wealth of resources and, and a wealth <laughs> of, of offerings. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I'm a creative person. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it just keeps coming. All yeah. right, Ruth, so happy to have you here with us. Thank you for being with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been my pleasure. Oh, thank you. Mine as well. And I want to thank you 
our beautiful listener, for being with us. And I want to remind you that until next time, to always trust what your heart knows. Thanks for listening to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow with Joni Advent Maher. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share our podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes.